everybody it's Marsha B and we are back with another episode of the introvert in the city podcast I know I told you all that I was going to take a little break but when Stacy the alchemy goddess hits me up and says Marsha we need to record a podcast what do you do you record a podcast so mm-hmm. Stacy was on my show um, during my first season and it was a great chat about just spirituality and like sort of like the intro to spirituality and we talked about shadow work and all the things but now we are back Stacy what's going on how are you what's new what's cracking hey <laughs> I'm good I'm real good um it's been a very up and down roller coaster for me but I have definitely been bringing myself back to myself in every situation I possibly can so that I can continue on my journey and I want to say authentically, as as authentically as I possibly can, and being as transparent as I possibly can in my forever journey of helping other people do the same thing. So I'm doing really, really well. That is how are you? <laughs> I mean, look, I'm I'm alive. I'm happy. I'm healthy. I made it to the end of the year, so I am blessed. I cannot complain right. at all. I cannot complain. I'm so happy to finally have you back. We've been playing um, IG tag for a little bit and trying to schedule this. So I'm glad. Girl, that- I see you living your best life. <laughs> Listen, somebody got to do it, right? That's right. <laughs> somebody got to do it. So I'm going to do it. Um, yeah, but I'm, I'm back for a limited time in New York. <laughs> So I'm taking advantage of this time and doing a little recording. Um, So today we want to talk about, uh, like, I asked Stacey, like, what she really, really, what message she really wanted to share today. And we were talking about the differences in masculine and feminine energy. So I'm going to start by saying this. Um, My personal belief is that we all embody energies and society is the one that has um, assigned masculine and feminine to these energies. So, you know, you see a man and he does something that shows that he's jealous and it's a bitch trait and, you know, that's a feminine thing. And it's like, no, jealousy is a human emotion and both men and females, male and female can feel it. So it's not a bitch trait, it's a trait that a man exuded instead of always saying that, women gossip, men gossip too. That's not a feminine trait, you know? Um, When people do things like, you know, they open the door for women, I say, I open the door for anyone because you're a person. I don't think that it's a masculine thing to open the door for women. I think people should open the door for people, you know? So I don't necessarily assign those things to genders, but society has done that. And so I want to start by saying that because it, it, it's a nice segue into like how 
imbalance the world has become with the idea of uh, masculine energy versus feminine energy. Right. So I'm gonna hand it on over to you. Thank you. Um, well, I have to agree with you like a thousand percent because the, the world we live in society as it is today is it thrives in toxic masculinity. And, you know, this dates back to when they started changing the scripture, <laughs> you know, um, this goes so far back, <clears throat> but in order to do that, they had to kind of hide the feminine energy. They had to put it to the back burner, you know, kind of like overpower it. And what I've learned over time is within myself and my own journey, because being a female, like she, like you just said, you know, I was under the impression that I had to work on my feminine energy because I'm a female. That's what society told me. You're a female, be more feminine, be more feminine. So my mindset is, you know, I got to work on this. I got to be in my feminine energy. And then, you know, over time, I'm putting all this work in and trying to embrace more of my femininity. And I kind of had just like an epiphany moment where I realized, Stacy, you are very feminine in the sense that your masculinity is almost non-existent within yourself. Like it really blew my mind because I believe the same thing you believe. We need a balance of feminine and masculine energy within us. It has nothing to do with your gender. It has nothing to do with, you know, that. It has absolutely nothing. And we know this because we live in a dual planet. It's it's yin and yang, it's the dark and the light. So knowing this, whatever is outside of us is inside of us. If that energy exists outside, it exists inside. So, you know, I really took a step back and I evaluated my own personal growth and I'm looking and I'm like, no, you've always been creative. You've always been intuitive, generous, nurturing, um, caring. You've always been, you know, very grateful. But my masculine side was the one that I needed to work on. You know, it was the logic. It was my confidence. It was staying focused, being, you know, stable, you know, having a clear mind. That goes hand in hand with your, with, with logic thinking. Um, and also building, you know, structure and disciplining myself. That was, you know, because you can be as creative as you want in your feminine energy. But if you're not disciplining yourself to be creative on a regular basis, are you really balancing those energies? Are they really within alignment. And it's funny because you said, when you were talking about, you know, when a guy, you know, acts jealous, yo, he's acting like a bitch. It's like, like you said, that's a feeling. And emotion has nothing to do with feminine or masculine energy. It actually has more to do with your heart center. Like, you know, so that has nothing to do with this. So, and which something we all have. So that kind of confirms what you just said. Like it's, we all have our, you know, our shot, we all have chakras. So it's not something that's gender or, you know, feminine or masculine specific. It goes for, you know, for both of us. And I just, it was like literally a moment for me where I realized that I, I believe that, and just, you know, hear me out. It was done intentionally. I want to say like, it was done in a way where it almost whitewashed spirituality. Like it has a lot of, you know, women and men believing that you know, the issue with society has everything to do with femininity when in actuality it's the toxic masculinity that is causing this, you know, society to thrive and it's literally destroying us. Like, I don't know if anyone else sees it, but humanity is like on a crumble. And, you know, with all of these different things going on with technology and, you know, the direction they're, you know, taking us into and then think about it. 
when you talk about like even like the whole like robots, the AI, the artificial intelligence, that is a logical thing. It's a masculine thing. And look how toxic that could be to humans. If you replace everything in the world with machines, how will that help us? What will that do for humanity's evolution? It'll kind of, from my perspective and my point of view and my own theory, it'll destroy us. So, you know, it's just, I feel like I'm very cautious now about the people I deal with in regards to spirituality. And I put that in quotations because my energy is, it's, it's, it's my, it's my resume. It's, 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 it's like the, um, what do you call it? The appetizer before the meal. It's like what puts me out there. It introduces me before my body or my face does like it, yeah. it, it comes out first. So with other people around you telling you, this is what this is, this is what that is. And you not making any kind of conclusion for yourself. It's toxic masculinity. It's like people telling you what you're supposed to be instead of you actually sitting and realizing because if I had known this five six years ago I'd have probably been healed internally the way I want to be because you know I do suffer you know from um illnesses and I don't really like to talk about it but I would have been because I would have understood that you're over here trying to focus on your femininity side of yourself or your feminine energies when you're masculine the discipline you're not doing it you're not succeeding at it because you're not consistent like you get, I hope I'm not, I hope I'm making sense, but it would have, it would have changed my whole entire growth process. It would have helped a lot to know this before, you know, and I, and, and hoping that this will help someone else also. So that's really, that's my standpoint on feminine and masculine energy, just to kind of sum it up. I think it, it's, it comes right on time because I just saw this debate floating around on, I, I first saw it on Facebook and then I saw it on, Twi um, not Twitter, on Instagram. And it was like the debate of buying your son a cooking set. And, mm -hmm. and it was like this huge thing where people were like, fuck out of here, I'm not getting my son a cooking set. And, and I'm like, cooking is a life skill. Right. Why do you think that your son will all of a sudden become hyper-feminine if he learns how to cook and if he plays with a cooking set? You right. literally could be stumping your, your child's um, creative growth by saying, no, you're going to play with this truck because I think that's more masculine for you than right. a cooking set. And so when you say that, like, the, the, there is a, um, like, we're on a tilt where this ma uh, toxic masculinity is like, right, it's really heightened. If you can really see a problem with gifting a child a, a uh, cooking set. Right. It, it blows my mind that, that no one thinks that life skills are important or that life skills like that should only be given to women, to young girls. Right. Like they're not recognizing the, the message that they're pushing. They really don't, but that's literally toxic masculinity. So that's like, and you have to really think about that. Do they not know what they're doing? And, and, and then it, it reinforces the idea that a woman's place is in the kitchen. Right. 
which uh, I'll tell, I tell everyone this. I don't know how I lived, how I survived this long because I don't fucking like to cook. I do, I hate it. I hate it. My mom doesn't cook. She didn't teach me how to cook. I, I had to learn on my own. Um, I come from a very independent, my mom is super independent. She raised me as a single woman. Um, and so everything that I am, both masculine and feminine came from her. And so like, it's, it's so, it's just so weird to hear um, like this debate and it goes beyond that. It's, it's beyond the cooking. It's like, you know, if, if a father decides that he wants to play dress up with his daughter, you know, there's something wrong with that. If, if a father kisses his son on the lips, there's something wrong with that. You know, the, it's, it, all of these things where you're expressing love and, and supporting someone in their just expression, their self-expression has turned into a, no, you can't do that. That's too feminine and you're, you gotta be a man. No, you can't cry, you gotta be a man. Right, like crying, crying or not crying doesn't make you a man or not a man. That has nothing to do with it. It's, it's you know, relief. crying is proof that you're a human. <laughs> right, it is, it is a release. You're, everyone you? cries, man yeah. or woman, everyone cries. It's not, it even stems into, and we're, we're going the extra mile here. It even stems into what I think is ridiculous is that a man who likes penetration, I don't think that that necessarily makes him gay. I think we all we all were born with holes for things to go in and out of them. And if a man enjoys that, then I don't think it makes him gay unless he enjoys it from a man. I enjoy penetration from a woman. I'm still gay. I don't want it from a man. So I think a man could want penetration from his woman and still be straight. So these are all things that we have decided, we've assigned. We've assigned what's masculine and what's feminine and what men can do and what women can't do. Society did that. And you know, it's funny because I was actually reading something not too long ago that says, like so many like, you know, religious people, <laughs> they always focus on God says not to lay with a man when, and this goes back to what I said originally how the Bible was changed, the scripture was changed. It never said that. It said you shouldn't lay with a child. So it's like, you know, they, mm -hmm. they changed everything to reflect what they wanted us to believe and think. And it's so difficult for so many people to get out of that whole brainwash. And when you say brainwash, people are like, I'm not brainwashed. They started getting crazy, but your brain gets washed with ideas of what someone else wants you to believe. That is what that is. Like, whether you want to accept it or not, that's what the definition is. Someone washes over your mind with an idea or a concept over time and you believe it. So, you know, it's, it, and, and I agree with you on that aspect. Like, it's a sensation that you feel from penetration. It's a sensation. The feeling itself, again, has nothing to do with your sexual orientation. Nothing. It's a feeling. So I have to agree with you on that as well. Yeah. I like a lot of shit. <laughs> I like a lot <laughs> of shit. Does it make me anything other than who I am? And, and the thing is, is that we all forget that I get to define it for me. Right. Right. In, 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 in everyone's individual journey, right? Perception. It's like how I see the world. It's how right. I interpret the world. And so for me, this works. 
And for you, it doesn't have to work. And that's fine. There is so much peace in minding your business. <laughs> yes. Right? Oh my goodness, yes. So like we, I tell people all the time, if you don't like something somebody says or posts, just keep scrolling, mind your business. Right. Like we wouldn't <laughs> even be having this conversation if people paid attention to their own yard, right? Because we wouldn't right. be caring about what other people are buying their kids. Right. You know, it's funny when my son was little, he used to go to my friend's house. Well, we used to go to my friend's house a lot. And she, you know, she has daughters and he would always play house with them. And it was so funny because like I, I used to say to my friend, like, he's going to be an amazing man one day because look at the versatility he has. Like when she, when he plays with them, she like his, her daughter would tell him you cooking dinner, like, you know, so he would be the one cooking in the kitchen. So, you know, and I never pull my son away from that because I think the same way you do. He needs to learn how to cook. It has nothing to do with how he's going to end up or how he's going to turn. Like, the, how he's going to end up is, you know, resourceful. What do you mean? Like, I don't, I've never looked at it in that aspect. So when I heard that and I saw that, I was like, it's 2021. Are we really still doing that? Like, are we really still telling little boys, you can't play with, the, you know, kitchens, you can't play with dolls. You can't, you know, you got to play with trucks and tell little girls, you got to dress up like a princess. Like, are we still doing that? Like, it's literally poison so many minds look at our like look at my generation like they have this whole idea and concept of who stays home and who goes to work like and and when you don't get it from somebody or you know it doesn't fit the the the, the status or fit the stereotype you're ashamed of yourself like why why are you ashamed that you're the one that goes out and makes the money and your man stays in the house or vice versa you get what i'm saying like yeah. why are you ashamed of that Y'all have balance within your own home. It doesn't matter what the outside world thinks. Again, if people would learn how to mind their business. Right. I think that's a huge, a huge part of it is just being focused on, on your life and what works for you in your home. But I think what's, what really bothers me about this is that this conversation, it goes to the, um, you know, the cooking set. But then, you know, we graduate to certain things like, Lori Harvey, Lori Harvey being labeled a hoe um, and future, everyone still wants to sleep with him and, and it's okay for what he does and how he makes mm -hmm. all these babies and he does all of these things and it's just like, oh yeah, that's future, you know? But then right. Lori Harvey has been labeled and she's what, only 24, 25? And she's been branded a hoe. You know, and I think about all these women, um, Brittany Renner, she's an Instagram influencer. She was like a Dallas a Cowboys cheerleader. And she started dating this guy who uh, was, is in the NBA. His name is PJ Washington, whatever. She got pregnant by him. And I used to follow, I still follow her actually. I'm actually a pretty big fan of her voice because she's done the, the superhead thing where she's written a book about all the guys she's had sex with. My thing about her is she's very unapologetic and she, she went on a podcast and she said on the podcast, like everyone is shaming me. They're calling me a hoe. They're telling me that I used this man and they don't know that I was in love with him and he was in love with me. They don't know that we were in a relationship, that we were committed to each other and that it didn't work. And that none of this was about me getting his money. None of this was about any of that other than the fact that I was in a relationship with a man and it didn't work out. 
And right. under all of her comments, under all her posts, it says free PJ and free PJ this. And, you know, they call her a homewrecker. They call her this and they call her that. And it's like women are treated so unfairly for having sex for, right. or being as free as a man. And when in actuality, just to, you know, not to put a gender on feminine or masculine energy, feminine energy is a lot more sexual than masculine. Okay. <laughs> I mean, because do you see women though? Right. Look at us. We're built for that. Like we give life into this world. Who wouldn't be attracted to a body that gives life into the world? Who wouldn't? That's growth. This That's is why I am a lesbian. I tell you this right now. This is why there's, there's nothing more beautiful than a woman. Nothing. And I think that we are like in a weird society and it's so scary because I want to have kids and I want to like trust and believe that I can have kids who can exist in a world where this stuff no longer exists. That is my goal. I would love for my child to grow up and be, you know, just like both because that's what they are, you know? Right. Yes, you can cook. You won't learn how to cook from me. You'll learn how to cook from your mom, your other mom. But if you want to play basketball and if you want to play dress up and if you want to paint your nails and if you want to do whatever, however you want to express yourself, because it's all right. natural. Right. When my kids tell me they want to do something, I don't even care. Like, it's not that I don't care, but it's like, what makes you happy? What puts a smile on your face? Like, I don't care what my son wants to do. And I don't care what my daughter wants to do. When we clean house, we all clean. When we cook, we all cook together. When the trash needs to go out, everybody takes the trash out. Like there's no specifics. When it's time to, you know, get the lawn together, we all picking up stuff. Like it's not, I don't do, I've never been that kind of person to do that because, and it, it was never about like, you know, me deciding, you know, okay, I don't want my kids to be a certain way in the group. It was, I wanted them to be versatile in everything. Like I want them to be exposed to everything, like, so they can learn, so they can experience, because that is going to help them decide whatever it is they want for themselves in this life. Well, no matter what, I always tell my kids, I don't care what you choose to do with your life. I just want you to be happy. And if you got to adopt, bring me a grandchild. <laughs> <laughs> but you get my point <laughs> yes you know what's funny about that my mom was the exact opposite um she yes she did raise me to be a strong woman like I said she raised me to be both um both meaning independent strong I I don't depend on anyone and the perception is that women are to be dependent on men right men bring home the bacon um while women stay at home and tend to the kids and clean the kitchen and all that other stuff, right? She raised me to be like a go-getter, all right? Mm -hmm. So I've traveled the world. I've done all of these things. And my, the last place you'll find me is in anyone's kitchen. That said, when I was 23 years old, my mom had sent for my grandfather who lived in Antigua. She brought him up to the States and he moved in with us. It was me, my mom, my older brother, and he moved in. And um, he, he was in his uh, maybe, cause he's 90 something now. So he was in his eighties, uh, maybe early mid seventies maybe. And um, he used to pee all over the toilet seat. 
and mm-hmm. he'd pee all over the floor. And I'd be like, Ma, like there's piss all over the place. And she'd be like, well, Marsha, clean it up. And I said, I'm not cleaning up this man's piss. And right. she'd be like, no, you you have to, you're, you're a girl. Your job is to clean. So you got to clean the bathroom. And that also means his urine. And you want to know what I did, Stacey? Hmm. I, I moved out. I bet you did. <laughs> I moved out. That that was the catalyst to me getting my first apartment because my brother also lived there. And I said, well, what about him? And she said, well, when it snows, he shovels and he takes out the snow. And I was like, that's not good enough for me because... That's not good enough for me. It snows for about a couple of months. This man is going to pee every single day. Right. And that's not a balance to me. We all use this bathroom. I'm not going to be cleaning two men's urine. Right. It's disgusting and it's disgusting. Yeah. And and it wasn't (laughs) until I left that she finally, she understood. And it's that traditional West Indian upbringing, you know, where that's what my Mm -hmm. mom did. My mom, and it wasn't necessarily that she cleaned up after, you know, her brothers, but she cleaned up after her siblings and they cleaned right. up after each other. Um, and I wouldn't have minded cleaning up after each other if it was an each other cleaning up after each other, not just right. me doing it, you know? And so these are the things, like the little things that we plant, the seeds that people plant in their kids' minds. And then, you know, that this is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to clean up after a man. You're supposed to cook for a man. You're supposed to do, no, you're supposed to exist. And you guys do that shit together. And if I want to cook for you, I'll I'll do that. How about that? If I'm in the mood. Right. Cause I get tired too, but it's, it's definitely an unbalance, uh, imbalance rather. And so what do you think we need to do to fix it? Because you and I can't fix it, but we could talk about it. Well, I believe that over time, because the generation that's coming up is going to instill it more and so on and so on. I do believe, and I've said this so many times that a lot of things that are being introduced to us, so many people shy away from it because it's unfamiliar for them. But the reality is we are moving into a generation where, or, in, or future generations where it's enlightenment. It's not about um, physicalities, I wanna say. It's about reaching your higher self and no matter what gets you there. So like when people start talking about transgenders and they start talking about, um, you know, people wanting to be identified as they instead of he or she, you know, like they say, that's just weird, that's just odd. And I can get the unfamiliar, the unfam- I can never say this word, the unfamiliarity of it, but the reality of it is we are literally moving into a place where we are balanced with our masculine and feminine energy. So if we are balanced internally with our masculine and feminine energy. Does that make us one more than the other? No, it does not. And I think that people are missing the whole message behind the whole transition taking place on the planet and over generations, as long as we continue to instill into those younger generations, the, the, not even the right. Cause I mean, it is a human right, but, just to be able to think for themselves and not let other people instill into them these toxic beliefs and traditions because tradition and things like that is going out the window with the age of Pisces. The age of Aquarius ain't got nothing to do with it. It's not even about that. So 
like even with astrology, it shows you, it's telling us exactly what's happening with our planet. And within this next, you know, cause it's, we're gonna be in the age of Aquarius for a while. So, you know, by the time we exit out of this age, you know, it's gonna be a completely different world, like completely and very unrecognizable. So I believe that we just have to con continue to instill into these generations, their right and their, you know, obligation, you know, to continue to do what they know is best for them and to listen to their own emotions. You know, somebody said to me, and it literally blew my mind, overthinking can create a place within you where you start to think your feelings. And that was like literally mind blowing and life changing for me. Like all this time I've been thinking my feelings instead of feeling my feelings. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't really understand what you're feeling if you keep trying to associate traditions and beliefs and all these thoughts that were given to you by other people into what you're feeling. So I believe that over time, you know, as like I said, if we keep instilling it, it will change and it's going to get a lot better. But like I told you, the people who exist now won't exist then. So what it won't even matter. Like it's a lot of um, beliefs and traditions that are going to die with that generation, you know? And that's why it's that much more important for us to us people who are having kids, who have kids now, um, to really break down those those uh, ideas and those yep. structures, and and have those conversations around what it means to be fluid. Um, there's another thing, like like I said, I'm a lesbian, and and the debate within the LGBTQ community is. Uh, like bisexuals, for some reason, uh, the community does not like bisexuals. I have no idea. I think they may have been burned by one too many people who have, you know, maybe cheated on them with the opposite gender and have been scarred, right? And the reason why people, bisexuals get such a bad rap, it's because everyone's so judgmental of what their choices are. And so you have men who possibly have sex with other men on the low, and it's because society has showed them or told them that what they're doing is wrong, so they don't want to admit to it, and so they do it on the low. And then you have women who are maybe in a relationship with a woman and feel ashamed about the fact that they like a man also, or, you know, and so you, you have these things and they're happening because a, people aren't exploring what it means to be fluid. It's okay if you like both. It, it does not mean that you are less than. It doesn't mean that you're right. selfish. It doesn't mean that you can't make up your mind. It just means you like both. Right. And, and when we start to remove the judgment from it, people will be more open about who they are. When I first came out, I, right before I first came out, I was like, ew, lesbians, yuck. That's so nasty. That, that's who I was. I was like, oh, keep that gay shit over there. Gay as hell though, right? And so, and, and that's because of the, 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 I felt scared. I felt like people were gonna judge me. I felt like people were right. gonna talk shit about me. And right. so this is what most people go through when they're like, oh my God, I feel this way and I know 
people are going to talk shit. They're, they're not going to accept me. They're going to shun me. They're going to label me. They're going to do this, that, and the third. So I think it's really, really, really important just to be open about what it means to be fluid and let it be known that it's okay. Exactly. That it's okay. And it's like you said, it doesn't make you less of who you are. Like it actually, you know, symbolizes more of you knowing who you are. Like, I feel like it's so backwards. And again, that goes back to that toxic masculinity that has literally developed this entire civilization as we know it. Like, I mean, but that makes so much sense because look at how they conquered, you know, (laughs) why would it be anything healthy? Like, you know, it's just, it's time for some changes. And I'm definitely, I am proud and very thankful and grateful to have been guided in this direction, like for so long and to continuously see like things even within myself that I need to change constantly, you know, that I need to work on, open my mind with and not be closed-minded to, you know, like that epiphany I had about feminine and masculine energy, like feminine and masculine energy, like, hey, Stacey, you over here because you've been told you're a woman, you got to focus on feminine energy when that was not what you needed to fix or not needed to fix, I hate that word, but it wasn't what you needed to bring into balance. It was off balance because it was too much feminine energy and no masculine energy within yourself. So how can, you know, and that's a, that's how I feel like that whole like masculine feminine like it's so I can't even think of how I can't even put the words together like there's no gender behind it and I feel like once people understand to remove that from the energy they will get the energy has no gender it's the same way I tell people when they tell me oh spirit spoke to me and spirit says spirit and speak in words because spirit doesn't have a voice box it's the same concept to me. Feminine and masculine energy doesn't have a physical body. It's not a physicality, it's energy. It has nothing to do with physical, you know? And I don't know, I just, I, I, I agree with everything that you're saying though, I'll tell you that. It's just, it's, like I said before, it's so disheartening to know that there's so many people who have a misconception of what feminine energy is and what masculine energy is in society. And the fact that we've been taught, like we've been almost, you know, brainwashed as many people call it, whitewashed like spirituality has been whitewashed and I truly believe that which is why I steer very clear of a lot of spiritualists and their whole idea of love and light because the reality of it is how am I supposed to pour love onto somebody who's trying to hurt me that doesn't like and I ain't talking about emotionally I'm talking about physically if somebody come up to you and they trying to kill you you're gonna love and light them to death or you're gonna pull a trigger or something like you get what I'm saying like yeah. at mm-hmm. some point you have to pull out that dark energy and that is not masculine. That's feminine. So it's like, you know, and I'm just saying like. And, and ain't nothing wrong with the dark energy though. That's right. the thing. Right. The dark energy is actually really beautiful. Yep. We, we may not like it the way it, it presents itself, but like I think back to all of my life lessons where I had to look inside myself and see where I fucked up and why I kept fucking up and what thoughts I had and what beliefs I had and what was no longer serving me and I had to face my shadow and I had to look at that and 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 learn to love it and learn to be like oh girl you just being jealous for no reason you know just being stupid oh you just projecting how beautiful is it to be able to call yourself on your own shit on your own shadow and be like oh there she is creeping in again and sometimes I let I let my dark energy shine because it's still who I am. 
Right. Right. Like I used to tell a friend of mine, you just want to tie it up sometimes and leave it in the trunk because it's not always supposed to be present. It's supposed to be hidden. That's why it's dark. You should always lead with your light, but sometimes you need to pull out your darkness because it's always going to be there. It's a part of you, but you have to know how to control it. You know, and that's where the light comes in. That's that, you know, um, that structure, that discipline, you know, you have to learn how to control it and when to use it when it's necessary. And dark does not mean bad. It doesn't mean negative. It just means dark. It means mysterious. It means unknown. It means so many different things. I mean, the universe is what they say. Some say 75, but majority say 95% dark energy, dark matter. And that is dominant. You know, that's a dominant energy. And the only reason you need the light is so that you can bring it into some kind of balance. So it's it, it sheds light on, on the mysteries. It shows you the things that are hidden, you know? It brings it to the forefront, mainly in a lot of situations for healing because we do store a yeah. lot of our trauma and our dark energy. You know, we don't yeah. touch it, but our dark energy doesn't only consist of trauma. There's some good shit in there too, you know? So, you know what? You know when I like to see my dark energy come out? Because I used to always be like very passive right mm -hmm. at sometimes a people pleaser and I learned you know after going through situations like and developing boundaries I learned like no no you can say no you can be nice and one of the my favorite things that people say to me is like I can't I can't imagine you upset I can't imagine you mad I can't imagine and I'm like oh it happens right. it happens when you take me there you will see those boundaries. You will see me come out of character. You will see that dark side. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's me defending myself. It's me saying, no, you don't get to fuck with me like that. It's me right. using the tone that you didn't know was there, that you didn't think could come out of me. Oh, it comes out. It comes out. And, right. and it's also beautiful though, because after that, people learn not to fuck with you, right? They're like, oh, yep. I don't want to see that again. I have a story about that. When I was in middle school, a girl bullied me from elementary all the way to the eighth grade. She bullied me so much. And I told my mother, my mother told the school they did nothing about it. One day she told me this. She literally said, you in my seat. We were in like gym class. We were all sitting on the bleachers. And she told me, you're in my seat. And I looked around like, there's a whole bunch of empty seats on these bleachers. I'm like, why is this your seat? She's like, because it is. And this was probably the moment in my life where I was the most proud of myself. And also at the same time, I got in trouble, but I got up and pushed her right down the damn bleachers. I got in a lot of trouble for that because she could have hurt herself really bad, but she was bullying me for years. And I finally stood up for myself after that. She had nothing to say to me no more. Hello, darkness. <laughs> right, right. And you, she fed that darkness though. She fed it. Mm -hmm. So who else to deliver it to than the one who was feeding it? So, you know, I just... Like, like you said, sometimes you need that. Sometimes it's, it, it's a saving grace for you because you've allowed so many things to just keep, you know, being, you know, swept under the rug. You ignored it. You, you know, didn't want to deal with it. And now it's about to explode in you because you didn't address it. But sometimes you need it to stand up for yourself. So right. I definitely agree. And that's the shadow. That's the whole reason why you do shadow work. That is the reason. So that when that shit happens, you know, instead of reacting uh that way in a situation that doesn't warrant it when the situation that does warrant it presents itself you know how to react exactly you know, you know when and who and how to react to it opposed to just lashing out on any and everybody and not understanding the source of that 
not understanding why, not understanding uh, why you've allowed people to treat you this way. And then yourself to a place where you're like, you know what? All right. I allowed it for this long. I'm not doing it no more. I think this was a great chat, a very much needed chat. Um, I do want to let everyone know where they can find you. Let me know also, since you're not on Facebook anymore. (laughs) Yes, I'm no longer on Facebook. I have been... um receiving so many downloads from my ancestors, my angels, my guys, just telling me to stay off of Facebook. Um, But I am on Instagram. You can find me only one place because there's so many fake accounts, but my Instagram name is Alchemy Goddess. It's spelled A-L-K-E-M-Y-G-O-D-D-E-S-S. There is no underscore. There's no multiple S's. (laughs) It's spelled exactly as I put it. and you can also find me on TikTok. Um, my name on TikTok is Alchemy Goddess as well, except it's A-L-C-H-E-M-Y-G-O-D-D-E-S-S. And I also have a YouTube channel, which is also Alchemy Goddess, A-L-C-H-E-M-Y-G-O-D-D-E-S-S. And I have a website. <laughs> um, where you can also purchase readings or get spiritual advice. I'm offering tarot lessons. My main goal is to help other people tap deeply into their own intuition so they can stop looking to others for answers. But the website is www.alkemygoddess.love. And all of this will be available um, down in the info section. So you'll be able to tap and click and do all the things to get in touch with uh, Stacy. I can tell you firsthand, Stacy has done a couple of readings for me and they have all been on point. Um, I think I was in your inbox not too long ago, like, girl, you still doing readings? And you said, not really. Well, I still do readings, but it's not a one-on-one session anymore because it started to really drain my energy to have an appointment and schedules consistently with like speaking and communicating with people every day. So I now do videos that I pre-record on whatever subject or matter someone puts when they purchase a reading and I upload it to YouTube via a private link that only you can view or anyone you share it with. And of course me. So I do do, I still do readings, but I'm actually, um, going to be putting a halt on that too by I'm hoping the end of this year so by the December 31st but it might be extended depending on you know other things going on in my life so but yeah okay 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 well I know a couple people have been hitting me up like you seen Stacy you ain't you ain't see her on Facebook I'm like no girl I ain't see her on Facebook so I'm gonna make sure that um they have this information also um so you know we can keep in touch and keep up with what you are doing. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's always a pleasure. I love seeing you when I do get to see you on my timeline with your big smile, dancing and stuff. (laughs) Yeah, I love to dance. See, I told you I've been in my feminine energy. (laughs) (laughs) I've been seeing you, girl. Thank you. I appreciate this so much. No problem. All right, guys. So we are signing off. You can hit all the links on the bottom to to follow Stacy. And until next time, peace. Peace. <laughs>